and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another Monday episode. This is the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast, episode number 23 of my Stephen's Footy Insight series. I am joined again, like it will be for the future, on all Monday episodes, by none other, by the one and only goaded co-host himself. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Nari in the building. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Let's get to it. You know, he just clocked in, you know, he's put his little punch card into the machine and it, you know, put the hole in it and he took it back up and put it in that little pouch. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if a lot of people are going to know what that is. Surely they do, man. I know everybody punches in and out, but I don't know if they have the punch cards. That's a, that's an OG thing. You think so? For sure. They definitely don't have those regularly I mean, anymore. Yeah. I mean, even me, who, who's worked in customer service and has their own punch system, we've never had that punch card system. So how, how, it, no, but listen, 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 listen. I work at a place where we did do that. I worked at two different jobs. And one job we had the And you had card, it, yeah. And yeah, other yeah. places that I work at, I've been working ever since, um, for this whole time, should I say, they don't have it. Yeah, they no, no. I've had it. I've had it before, too. And um, usually it's a bad sign. I'll tell you that much. When they have, Isn't it? Yeah, it's a bad sign. I, I, I know you a had a bad experience yeah, with I, that I job that as job. well. But it's a bad sign when they have the physical punch cards because they're they're just trying to scheme and, you know, cut corners on the budget whatever way they can. That's a whole other story for a whole other day. <laughs> but trust me, if you got if you're working at a job that has a punch card, you better cut that job real quick. <laughs> Leave right away. Yeah, man. I'm telling cut. you. But uh onto the more the real reason why you're here and you came to this podcast today. Take us straight into the football that's happened this past weekend. Again, as always, I always say this. I feel like as we approach the latter end, latter stages of the season, the games get more interesting, get a bit more open, they're a bit more stretched because teams are, you know, it's been a long season. People are much more tired and the games are just a bit more free because some teams know they're guaranteed safety. Some teams have guaranteed top four, whatever it may be. So they can focus more on other things or just planning for next season. And I feel like in this match week, we saw a very good example of what that's like because it was Literally, like a weekend full of goals galore, you know. And, and you know, there's goals, there's there's Nari. So if there's goals, there's definitely Nari. That's what I can tell you guys. And there were plenty of goals to speak about. So I was present, hundred percent. But onto the first game, which took place between the Bees and the Saints at the Brentford Community Stadium. Brentford winning three nothing against Southampton. Again, two goals in quick succession from Pontus Janssen, their captain, you know, the leader, the, the legend, their John Terry, that they would say. And then, you know, the crossing the hands and, you know, meditation merchant, Yovan Vissa, scoring a minute later to make it 2 nothing to Brentford. Again, Southampton have been on the beach this entire season. Not this entire season, but for the last couple of weeks, Southampton have definitely been on the beach. They've been posted having their pina coladas. If you like pina coladas... I'm getting caught in the If you like pina coladas Getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain That's definitely what they're doing. <laughs> My guys are posted. So posted. They are so more posted than a post than a than a, than a male, you know, mailbox mate. Like a, a post machine. Anyways. Oh, point that's is, a rough one still. Gonna have to put a put an L sound for that. <laughs> Yo, a lot, a lot, a lot. Anyways, back to the game, back to the game. It was 2 nothing at halftime for Brentford, and the game was, you know, in only gonna go in one, in one direction. Southampton have been terrible recently, and Brentford, again, themselves them, themselves have been brilliant at home recently themselves, so they were always gonna do well. And the second half that came to the form of Christoph, uh, Christoph Iyer with a really nice goal. I mean, this guy's a center back and he's playing and dancing like he's like, you know, prime Messi at Barca. I'm kind of Messi. I'm kind of Messi beating two or three guys in the box and then finding a, finding a, a way to score past the, the goalkeeper yeah. and making it through nothing. Really good finish. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, that was a nice goal. I'm glad you just mentioned that one. I I did appreciate that one. And um, the defending was very poor. I mean, it was very like, you know. Lackluster. Lackluster and just half-hearted where he kind of stuck a leg out. and Because the, the dribble was, was okay. It wasn't even that good of a dribble. But given how poor the defending was, it looked spectacular. And then the, the keeper, uh, just unfortunate, you know. He, he opened, opened the legs, pause. And then, you know, it just it went through. So, yeah. It'd be like that. They really do. Long day for Southampton. I know they want their season to end because they're focusing on trying to really make a real top 10 charge next season. And I mean, let's be honest, if they didn't have James Ward Prowse this season, they probably would be a lot lower in the table than they currently stand. But we'll move on to the next game as we'll go through all the Saturday fixtures. This one was between Burnley, no longer the Daishi boys. I won't do the boys because Daishi's left, but he will be back. Just an old Daishi's immortal. He never dies. Mm. But Sean Daishi's Burnley versus Aston Villa. Nari's Aston Villa, I could say. And they lost 3-1 at home, Burnley to Aston Villa. A really good performance from the uh, from the villains. Finally, they're picking up some form. You know, it's two wins in two now. And they're finally getting, getting some rhythms. Just some familiarity. That just that sense of belief and just that desire that we kind of lacked from Aston Villa for a large proportion of the season. Both when they had Dean Smith as a manager and now with Steven Gerrard as well. A goal from coming from Danny Ings against his former club, which I think is always a bit bittersweet to score against your former team. You know? Yeah. It's like, ah, you know, I'm happy I got scored for my new club, but like at the stadium, I, I kind of made a name for myself, scoring against the fans that used to love me yeah. and the team again that used to love me. It's it's difficult. But then Buendia scored in the 31st minute. Really good goal. I thought this was from uh, from Buendia. The way that they built up on the left-hand side of uh, of their attack and found its way to Luca Dean, the left-back of Aston Villa, with a really good cross to find Buendia. And I always like that late run when midfielders kind of wait and wait and wait and then as soon the ball comes in the midfielder is able to make that late run into the box yeah, thank yeah. Lampard esque as we always say and arrived late and score as he did in this moment it's so true so true yeah no man it was definitely some good goals in this game and happy for Villa because as you just said you know finally they're picking up some form they really should have been doing better this past season or this season not past this season um, but you know this is they're looking like they're on the up so this is positive yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he was made 3 nothing thanks to Adi Watkins, who's also been a really good form this season. I think he's a striker that big clubs will be looking at in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the consolation goal came from a player who's been arguably Burnley's best player this season in Maxwell Corney. What a signing he's been from Lyon to make it uh, 3-1 instead of 3 nothing, which, I mean, is, is better for the eyes, I guess. Yeah, you know, no, for the morale. Yeah, I just gives that belief that we can go on the next game and actually score some goals. Like when you, Even when you lose and you score a goal in a game that you lose, you have that belief for the next match that we can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, And Burnley will need to do it because, of course, getting down and down to the bottom of the Premier League right now, it's looking rather sh- shaky where we are, looking rather shaky down there. Mm-hmm. Now on to the next game. And, I mean, I always say this with a heavy heart because for the last couple of weeks it's been like this, but it is what it is. Chelsea versus Wolves. 2-2 is the final score. Big Rom finally scoring two goals for Chelsea. Romelu Lukaku winning the penalty for Chelsea and then taking it himself as well. A really good goal for Lukaku. The penalty again was brilliant. Lukaku hasn't missed a penalty since 2017, August of 2017. Just a quick fact for you guys, which tells you that his record in front of, you know, in penalty in penalty takes and, and kicks is immaculate. He then got his confidence, which I've been waiting to see because literally a minute two or two later, Lukaku scored to make it 2-0. And then Tuchel, of course, why, I mean, he had a bit of a shocker. I love Thomas Tuchel to death. But his substitutions in this game were terrible. Bringing on Malang Sar, bro. Malang's... I'm not going to get onto him, bro. It is what it is. And then Francisco Trincao, a great player, man. I think he's so, so, so technically gifted. Scoring a really good goal to make it 2-1. 
And then in the 97th minute, yes, the 97th, this is the second time this season that Wolves have scored a late winner like this. And I thought, to be honest, it should never have gone to 96 minutes because there's no, I don't know how you pick up 96 minutes of extra time, but it always happens at, at Stamford Bridge this season, especially. But, uh, the, the captain, Connor Cody, after some shocking defending from Malangsar, who's supposed to be playing left back, but was playing as a, you know, as a CDM almost, and he's completely avoided his, his position and, and forgot about where he's supposed to be defending, let Chiquinho take in the cross. And of course, you know, look at Chelsea's shocking defending as of late and the lack of interest because you have, like I said, Rudiger leaving. You have Christensen who's on the bench. He's leaving. Aspilicueta is supposed to be leaving. He came off. He's leaving. Alonso, who apparently had a bust up with Thomas Tuchel, he's leaving. So the whole team's like, yo, all our heads are in Spain. Like we're not even focused on playing for Chelsea. What's the point? And of course, they conceded the late goal, which made it 2-2 to Wolves. Yeah, I'll, I'll just let you do your thing, man. This is very disappointing and I'm waiting for the day where you just drop this trash team Chelsea has can't like, do that. can't do it well man just put them on the back burner then because this team sucks oh I agree and I, we see this every episode I told you this all no, the time this no, is no, the worst no, Chelsea no, 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 but, but it's not about on. this it's not about this this Chelsea team it's no, about this is the worst Chelsea team I've ever seen play I've said it to you many times no no that's for sure but like it, it's bad man I'm just telling you just just jump ship, man. Forget this squad. After one season, what kind of fan would I be after one terrible just, season jumping ship? That doesn't make any sense. I've been living with you for years, fam. And it's not the first time that this guy get vexed every time Chelsea plays. Yes, yes. But I get mad in individual moments in, in the in, in You're more upset game. than you are happy watching this squad. This season, 100%. But typically, no. Sorry, my team literally won the Champions League last season. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't I? Did we compete anyway, in football? Anyway, anyway, that's an argument I'm not going to win, especially on air. So, but it it just for for you guys, as you can see, I had to get him riled up real quick. He's shaking his head. You know, it's, it's funny. It's funny. But this was a it was a poor performance um, by Chelsea. They it really wasn't. again. It they really should have had this game. No, no, we shouldn't have. We should have lost this game. If anything, I'm contradicting myself. Now continue. Yeah. It was at this moment that he knew. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Next game. No, no, no. I want you to finish your point. You thought it was poor. I mean, you say this after every game we play is poor. But yeah, no, but on. I already made my statement known. Like, I don't care enough to, to speak. No, it's true. Well, you have you have your own Chelsea agenda as well, which I'll allow you. You continue to. to no, I don't actually don't. You I do, just you do, you I just do, you don't do. like Chelsea you, you fans. Definitely do. You definitely I don't do. like Chelsea fans at all. But we move. Well, it means that you don't like me then. But anyways, move on. But um, yeah, we knew that though. Still. <laughs> <laughs> that one there was. That one there was. That one there was a violation. Personally, I wouldn't have it. Yeah, on to Crystal Palace versus Watford. This game finished one nothing to to the uh, the Eagles. Really good game from Crystal Palace. Very measured and controlled performance against a Watford team that basically know they're guaranteed to get relegated. And they have they play that way every time they play. I'm gonna be honest. I can't stand watching Watford. They're one of my least favorite teams to watch. Even when they're not threatened by relegation early in the season, they're still difficult a difficult team to put my eyes on and watch. But I really like watching Crystal Palace, so I did obviously pay, pay attention. Penalty was given. I mean, controversial in a way, given that Elise obviously headed it back against the Watford defender's arm. I did think it could be given because that's a modern day penalty that they always give. So consistency. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a fair call as well, given the fact his hands were way up in the air for no reason. Like it wasn't as though they were around his his waist area. You know, he's what at I mean? a concert, man. He's at a yeah, concert. this guy was partying, man. Guys living it up with his hands that high. That girl is a real crowd, yeah, please. This guy was on another one. Small world. <laughs> There's no me. No me. No, like for real, he was really he was he was you know had a Black Beatles party, bro. Yeah, this guy was jumping all all over the place, so it had to be given. And then Zaha, who has had a really good record from the penalty spot as of recently, steps up. I think he scores his 15th goal of the season, which is again really really impressive from Milford Zaha. I think it's his highest. Uh, 
performing season so far with Crystal Palace, which is just a really good sign for them. They'll continue their good form. I mean, they don't really have much else to play for. The season's going to fizzle out either way. They're going to finish in a respectable position and look to build for next season. But on to the real game that I really want to discuss, because there's always is a bit of a banter between Nari and myself, because we can both banter one team together as opposed to him coming for the Chelsea, you know, the Chelsea stands. I got you guys, you know, I'll hold you guys comfortable in the meantime, unless I do jump ship, which... I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But if it does, then you have Nari to blame. <laughs> no, yeah, he he won't jump ship. And I can respect you for not doing it. But I'm just saying, put them on the back burner. I think that's the happy medium where it's so, like, you support on. them, but you, it's not your main your If main I was squad. a Spurs fan, for example, would you be on me like <laughs> Bro, this? You know, I, only since being on the podcast, I've quote unquote become a Spurs I'm fan. I've never been a Spurs, a Spurs fan. fan. Would you be on me like this? Would you be like, oh, like... No, because you wouldn't be as invested in the team as you are with Chelsea. And for, for, for good reason. I know, for good reason. Years, 14 years. For good reason. For good reason. I understand. Like, and you already know how I feel about trophies. So that's why whenever you bring up that point, although it is valid, I couldn't care less. But anyway... Fair enough. I mean, yeah. you are a Liverpool fan. We'll get to that game in a second. I mean, <laughs> they, they do win trophies. So that's a bit hypocritical. But anyways... On to the Brighton game versus Manchester, wow. Brighton Munich versus Manchester. Divided. Brighton Munich is it? Yeah, yeah Bright, Brighton, Brighton Munich versus yeah. Manchester divided. For sure, for Brighton sure. Brighton Munich four, Manchester divided nil yeah. at the Amex Stadium. Wow. Brighton absolutely hitting the mop. Do you guys remember that dance move? Hitting the mop with Manchester divided all over the pitch for hitting that quick little hit that little stanky leg with United in the ankle. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. They got cooked up, bro. Bust on Roly Avalanche. Yeah, man, they got destroyed. Oh, my God. Annihilation. Nil, man. Moises, Moises Caicedo, a player that United could have signed. They were looking at him last season, and, you know, they chose not to sign him. And, and there was obviously a mistake, and he scored a really good goal mm-hmm. in the 15th minute. And then Mark Cucarella. I knew like his hair. People always talk about he looks like a like a character from, from some sort of... Like, Imagine like a Milo. Yeah, yeah, from, from so Five, five guys, guys. Or even yeah. like a Hey Arnold type Shout of Shout out Five Guys FC, man. We're trying to tap in with y'all. Five Guys FC, if, if one of y'all ever hear this, we're trying to tap in. So lock in. For sure, man. For sure. And then really good goal from Cucurella. I thought the way that he ran onto that ball there. I love when you players run and arrive in the box late and are able to use their speed, but also measure the finish at running at full pelt as he did. Mm-hmm. And then Pascal Gross making it 3 nothing, And then in the 60th minute, a kind of a weird goal the way that it was given to Trossard as it supposedly hit his arm as it went in. Yeah. But they gave it anyways and it's 4 nothing to Brighton Munich. Man, it was just another you know display of... Man divided, man you divided, man. Whatever you want to call it, man you doesn't make sense. Manchester divided. Gosh, I'm the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't find the right way. It's called man divided. Yeah, yeah, man divided, yo. Manchester divided. Yeah. They were really looking shambolic. You out see there. CR? You should, you should have seen CR's reaction at the end of the game, bro. He was like, oh, shaking. Yeah. even after they conceded the first goal, he was shaking. Yeah, of course, you have to be, man. These guys, they just look. I remember I was watching the the, uh, the highlights just before we went on air, just to refresh myself, and. You can just see in their demeanor, they they really don't look like they're supposed to be in the prem, in my opinion. Look like they should. Yo, be. don't be reactionary like that. Nah, Come man. On, man. One season does not mean that, and they, they've been terrible. This is the worst United nah, team we've ever seen. Like, they, like, they, sorry, they are the most prestigious team in England. In probably in, in the history this of is football, the, this is the thing. See, it's yo, true. Th- this is a funny episode. This is hella. <laughs> this is mad funny because we can't even debate what we need to debate because it'll go on for too long, yo. But the heritage doesn't mean nothing, it man. It does. It does. To you, it doesn't mean anything. But to an, a, a raw, real football yes, they're, fan... Yes, they're going to be like, yo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. They look at things that happened 160 years ago when they when none of their answers were even alive. I know, I know, bro. But I'm saying it actually... 
you need to fail in order to succeed, right? So if these guys really fail, if Man Divided failed, but they have been failing for the no, last no, no, nine no, no, years. no. But I mean, like if they got relegated, wow, fraudulence that never happened. Don't be ridiculous. If they, but it, it should happen. If it works, explain your reasoning. Why should Manchester? If they got relegated, relegated, they would obviously come back and get promoted mm-hmm. and they would be 10 times better because when you're down bad you realize oh man this is what it's like like the flies are f- swarming around the pitch you know the change room is dirty smell like piss you know it's what i mean old trafford it's I, I know yeah, i know, I know. The, oppo- the opposition yeah. you know in, in feeling in yeah, feeling of course, of course. you know what i mean in, in mentality i'm just giving you guys the picture like you know you know the tumbleweeds is there oh, nobody wants God. to watch the game you know oh, what i'm saying like when you when you experience that and you get back into the premier like yo do you remember what we just saw last season we ain't never going back to that. It's because of the stupid heritage that everybody holds so highly. Why teams that shouldn't be performing so poorly do perform so poorly. The same thing goes for Chelsea. That's exactly what. That's my plight. That's my argument. And I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from with that. Like as you can see, this is a very honest and animated, uh, an animated um, conversation we're having here. But I hope you guys will appreciate it. And I hope you appreciate it, my point of view. If you disagree, you disagree. So be it. But I think I'm making some sense here. I'm one of those. Yeah. I don't think that's particularly why United are, are not. It's not that. why, but I feel like it, it would be. It would, it would definitely do. Yeah. Given your reasoning, yes, it definitely would improve them. But it's because of their ownership. And this is something that people don't talk about enough in football, that ownership does ruin football clubs. That's what, part of the reason why United haven't won a trophy in five years. Yes, that is a genuine fact. And that's because of the fact that the way that they are run, they are a business. They are a commercial football club. They are not a team that plays that cares about their performances on the field. Mm-hmm. For United, it's just a matter of finishing the top six, you know, accruing the money you get from finishing in that position yeah. and using it and to it continue. repeating the cycle. Exactly. And to further and to, to expand your brand, which they've done enough because obviously United, as I said, are one of the biggest clubs that ever exist. Right. So for them, it has nothing to do with on-field performances. They don't care about that. They care about how do we make United the most followed club on social media, the most popular, worn, and, and they're succeeding. Know, they're, they're succeeding that way. They're, 100%. They're 100% succeeding that way. But I'm just saying, I think a lot of football fans, like just like in the world, people need to get out of the, the box that you're living in and realize that there are other op- there are other opportunities and there's other ways for things to go than the one in which you're familiar with, which is that a team like Man Divided, a team like Chelsea, will never be relegated. I obviously I'm aware that it's like next to impossible for that to happen, mm-hmm. but could it happen? Potentially, should it happen? I think it. I think it should, especially given the performances that those two teams that I spoke about in particular have had this particular season. Not talking about history mm-hmm. and heritage wise. I just think that. If you if you're performing this poorly and you're really embarrassing the heritage again, the club again, you need to go down to the bottom of the bottom and remind yourself why you have that heritage, where it came from, why do you need to really hold that badge high and 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 appreciate it. That's how I see things, man. I find that ironic because United fans would a lot of you know hardcore United fans would agree with you, but they would also say that's a bit too harsh. But they were saying at the to the uh, to the players that they're not even fit enough to wear the shirt. They're not. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're, they're not right for the club like they're not players that are that are worthy of wearing the badge and putting on the jersey week in week out yeah and given their performances this season i agree however i will say this is my final point before we move on i am learning as someone who watches football so frequently to become less and less reactionary the only time i i, I will admit i'm not re- i'm that way is when i watch my own team play when it comes to watching football as in general i think it's better to be less reactionary and more more ob- objectively open to what's actually happening I will never tell you that after one bad season, the team shouldn't get relegated. Because for me, one bad season isn't what makes a team great or not great. Agreed. 
So I agree with that. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. I agree that. with that. But your sentiment of saying it would kind of shape up and, and make them again kind of a hard reset and switch back to the, yeah. to the roots of what made them successful yeah. in the club that people love, I do that makes sense to me. And I, I hope there's a should be a medium in, in between of how you do that as opposed to, you know, getting relegated completely or winning every trophy in the world. But something that gives you that sense of belief in that fight again. I This is a really good conversation and I don't want to spend too much time than we already have on it. But I do want to add as well to that that I think it's especially important given the stage that we're at in football where everything is so artificial. You know, the refereeing, mm-hmm. the VAR, you know what I mean? How there's so many new fraudulent football fans. We appreciate everybody that loves the, support, the sport that we do. But a lot of the times these people, they, they want to weigh in their opinions and they've only been watching the game for a couple of months. Talk about it, right? Talk about it, right? So what I'm what I'm getting at is that if the teams that have this heritage and given the fact that football has kind of become almost like a make-believe sport at this at this point in time where it's like you ha- they're they're being able to make money in new ways and new forms the signings are out of this world you know ever since we you've spoken about it before you speaking spoken of about- signings Erling Haaland was signed to Manchester City today for yes, example yes 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 indeed yes indeed i did see that i did see that that's going to be incredible to take you away from what you're saying yeah man that's a great thing to talk about as well but yeah no man this i like i like i like, I, I like I, the vibes i like the vibes at the end of this, at, yeah. at the end of the episode we'll get to that yeah yeah but anyway man point it, what i'm trying to get at because i don't want to go and waffle for, for too long is just that I think that a reset is necessary in anything and I think especially in football today doesn't have to necessarily be with the two teams that I've named already I don't have to say them again mm-hmm. but I think a reset in, in some shape or form needs to be had because people are, are becoming um, just Placent, naive yeah naive and just and just, and just mad like just delusional delusional that's the word that's the people word. are becoming far too delusional they need to come back to earth Teams heard and fans. Heard you. Heard you. Mic drop. Well, onto your two favorite teams in the Premier League that are not United and Chelsea in Liverpool versus Tottenham, which finished 1-1 and uh, a game again that was tightly contested. And I, I'm going to be honest, I think Spurs had an exceptional performance. To go to Antwerp and pick up a point, if you're any team at this point in time, is immaculate. I have to give credit where credit is due. Of course, Liverpool were always going to score some sort of equalizer. They're that kind of team where even when you think they're down and out, they always find a way to come back into the game. Yep. And uh, the goal that Spurs did score again, very, very well created by Harry Kane and Soccer. architecting it. And then the way that uh, the pass from Sessegnon again in the box, a really good, just a lateral ball. Like, a, you know, we played in FIFA 11 where the only way you could score was playing wire, playing a through pass in front of goal to your teammate and getting an open net. And that's exactly how Spurs scored their first for Son, who's again, has now has 20 goals in the Premier League this season, which is extremely impressive. And I mean, if he's not in the team of the year or the Premier League team of the year, or whatever team of the year, he should be because... He's continued to outperform his XG, first of all, and also his own, you know, his own standards of, of what he's been playing recently. So he's he did really well in this game. Mm-hmm. And then Luis Diaz, a player that people I've been speaking, I've been waxing the lyrical about Diaz for ages now. If you guys haven't already heard that, you should go check them out. And also, as I forgot to say, because we've been so caught in the thick of these conversations, make sure to SCS, make sure to subscribe and tell me how you feel about the podcast. You probably, probably feel a lot of things right now after what we just spoke about. Yeah, for sure. And subscribe uh, and to share, sorry, as well uh, to the podcast as well. So, yeah, the game finished 1-1. Nari, what are your thoughts on the the overall outlook of the match? And maybe, you know, Liverpool could now be out of the title race, but I don't think it's I think it's a bit too soon to say that. It's still a bit... Uh, I thought it was time. a really good game. And, um, you know, I'm proud of my Spurs, you know. Because, <laughs> like, they ask you how you feel and you have to say <laughs> They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. <laughs> no, man. Uh, it was a really good game. Uh, they showed up, you know, for the occasion, the Spurs here. And Liverpool, uh, kind of in regular fashion, where the games in which 
they still are the, you know, the favorite. They don't necessarily close the deal. And that was, that was you know, shown here. But that late goal, I mean, yeah, I got relatively late uh, by Diaz was, uh, I, I want to say spectacular, but I mean, it was a deflection. But just the fact that he was able to get it done, man. When the ball goes in the net, the ball goes in the net. And you're the one that had directed it. So it counts. And yeah, man, you can never rule this team out. I that's that's really all I have to say for this match. I I do really love that that Spurs goal though. They really broke Liverpool down, which is nice to see. Um, but yeah, I feel like whenever teams draw or beat Liverpool, which is rare, really recently, but I feel like when that does happen, it gives you a bit of insight as to how they can be broken down. Mm-hmm. And I know it's probably saying like, oh, Stephen, you're just saying this because you hate Liverpool. And I promise you, I'm as I said, I'm becoming a lot more objective. Objective. So that's not me. There is no malicious intent behind what I'm going to say. But I feel like Liverpool, for me, have been riding on a lot of the intangibles this season. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Liverpool have been that great. I really don't. I think a lot of games I've watched them play, I'm like, yeah, you guys got away with that. You 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 got away with that. And I mean, in some games, they're by far the better team. But even against Villarreal, and I heard a hardcore Liverpool fans saying this in the Champions League, that they got lucky with how they were able to beat Villarreal in that second leg. And I agree. And that's an example of something I've seen many times where... They get away with the fact that they have to rely on their attacking brilliance, which they have in abundance. But if that wasn't there or if they have an off day, which I think probably will hit them soon because they need to do something about the fact that they are always having to kind of retrace their steps and, and find a way to come back from a deficit. And the thing is, when Liverpool are winning, they win game. But, but when they're not winning, I mean, they find a way to draw recently, but they struggle. Like I see them looking to do whatever it takes. And I mean, in my opinion, I do think there's a Liverpool agenda in the Premier League. I really do believe. I will do a separate whole episode on that because I, I see too much. Again, the Premier League people, them, the whole Premier League team. Oh, one more game, two more games go for Liverpool. You're almost, almost there, almost going to win the league. And I see me being a casual Liverpool fan. I, I agree with that. It's ridiculous. I, I agree with it. But you see, that's what I'm talking about, the reset that needs to be had in you one agree? form or another. The I game agree. needs a reset, guys. I, I hope you're hearing where I'm coming from. Like, don't just be like, oh, man, Nari's a madman. Here we go again. No, I, I, I'm telling you, like, sports as a whole, but football, we're speaking about football. It needs a reset, man. It's going way too far left, yo. There's way too many undeciding and interfering factors that are that are coming into play yeah. and it's taking away the joy of the game and for people for all of us that do play the game as well as watch it when you play in real life i've spoke about this in other episodes before make sure you check them out if you haven't heard them already but it's messing up real life games because people are playing real life games as what as as though it's like what they see on tv mm-hmm. the calls that are being made so on and so forth it's it's just gone way too far it's gone way 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 too far and Believe it or not, it's, it hasn't even really started yet. So this is why I'm saying this, the reset needs to start now. And just like I had called with other Brazilians and Coutinho, you guys can mark my words. Watch what happens in the years to come if the reset doesn't happen. Say less. When we come back, we'll be looking at the Sunday fixtures and uh, what happened on Sunday, including Arsenal versus Leeds, Leicester Everton, Norwich versus West Ham, and Manchester City versus Newcastle. And now on to the Sunday games. Boy, this has been quite an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal versus Leeds. 2-1 to the Gunners at home at the Emirates against Leeds United. Again, a very, a very appalling performance from Leeds, especially in the opening yeah, 10 minutes. Whenever, whenever I see this, whenever I see a team give away two early quick goals, it tells me you've been switched off, switched off before the game's even started. Yeah, especially in the opening yeah, five minutes, the way yeah, they conceded. Yeah, yeah, Eddie and yeah, Ketia being yeah. able to rush the keeper like a rusher in football. If you know, you know, in yeah, American football, that is. Yeah. And being able to win the ball off him like that, again, falling asleep. And then five minutes later, to make it 2 nothing, thanks to another Brazil. 
Gabriel Martinelli, well, I think Eddie Nketiah really can go for Marcelo there. I have to give credit where credit is due, making mm-hmm. it 2 nothing at halftime. And also making it, t- there's also an incident where Luke Ayling got sent off, which made it 10 men t- uh, to Leeds, which yep. obviously made, you know, matters even worse. And then it's the second half. They were able to get a kind of a, you know, a near like scare for Arsenal, making 2 1 as Lorente scored from a really well taken set piece from Leeds, might I add, but mm-hmm. it wasn't enough. And Arsenal win. Agreed, man. Um, very poor from Leeds. But I mean, is it that is it that surprising? Not really. No. I, I so, I've destroyed Leeds so many times. That's why I'm not yeah, talking too much Greece right now. But I've destroyed them many times. I'll there, leave it there too. We it's cool, man. Good job to Arsenal. Yeah, big dub. Leicester versus Everton. Again, Everton must win game for them, and they won all, a lot of the must game win games. Beat Chelsea a week ago, now beating at Leicester, who again have been shocking this season. Overall, Leicester have been really really poor. Like I mean, really bad. We will get to them in a second as well, and. uh also, yeah, I mean, the game, overall, the game was fairly, fairly interesting. It did have its moments of brilliance, especially the goal from Mikalenko, which I thought was an absolute screamer. The left-footed volley, cut across the ball. I love those kind yeah. of finishes. It's like you never expect them. And when they happen, they really scare and they, they put that shock factor into the opposition, as this goal did in the sixth minute. It and was then, a uh, What do you think about that finish, by the way? I know you're probably are a huge fan of the The technique. volley. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Great tech. Great tech. Um it really looked like something off of the training ground. It did. It did. Because even in even in the way that he had approached it, it was very calculated. He didn't, you know, ross it, as you could say. You know, he, he just he just hit it, placed it. It's a goal. It was beautiful. I, I think I, the, the, the commentator had said something like, oh, I don't know what he had said. Like, can't remember, man. He was saying something along the lines of like, uh, I can't even remember. Golasso. I don't know if it's a golasso. But Englishman Zinko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I couldn't think well, of the anyways, exact word. He gave a lot of credit and a lot of praise for the finish. That's what you're saying. He yeah, he gave, no, he gave a lot of praise, but he was saying that like it was like the, the it was struck so I don't know like maybe I'm just hating today. You know what I'm saying? But like it, it, it's a Monday after all. It's a Monday after yeah. all. But no, no, no. It was it was well taken, beautifully taken, mm-hmm. and it's a rare goal because a lot of times, more often than not, you, you they the scuff those, they sky that. those. So well, you know, well deserved. Yeah, so gave everything the lead in the game, and then only five minutes later, Patsendaka after a defensive calamitous defensive defensive error from Everton, shocking defending really. Again, I mean, Everton might might as well stay up from performances like this because even when they play badly, they still find a way to get results. So they got the three points in this game. Mm-hmm. I'll get to the the goal that uh, I got from the three points. However, the goal that led to Patsendaka's goal was absolutely shocking. The defending, the defending to get to that chance, it was really shambolic. Yeah, and then Daka was able to pick up the pieces and put it past the goalkeeper and Pickford. Very comfortably to make it 1-1 going into halftime. Oh, that's not true. Sorry. And then just before halftime, should I say, from Mason Holgate in the 30th minute, a guy who hates Leicester. Leicester fans hate Holgate because of the history he has with, you know, just screaming at the fans and, you know, just giving them the big one and all of those things that just kind of growl up opposition fans when you go to their stadium. He did it all. And he scored a goal, making it 2-1 in the 30th minute, which, again, made Leicester extremely frustrated. But as I always say on this podcast, Leicester are one half FC. So after this half was over, you guys can expect, you guys know what's going to happen. Second half, Leicester didn't show up. And it ended being 2-1, and everything obviously knew that Leicester wasn't going to show up. So they just kind of said, okay, you know, we're not afraid because Leicester definitely won't do nothing. Let's just play our game, you know, settle for the the three points we're guaranteed to get and go home. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. On to... I mean, I barely even want to mention this game. That's yeah, what's so irrelevant this, this game is. is. I, even when I'm watching the, the highlights of this, I said, there's really no point in me talking about this. But I will because that's this what I do. This is rough. But uh, Norwich City versus West Ham United at the at Carroll Road, finishing 4 nothing to uh, 
Thomas Tam, the wayside. Two really good goals from a player who Nari is a huge fan of, and I'm also yes, a huge fan sir. of. I spoke about him when he was at Brentford in the in the championship. I think he's really gifted, and mm-hmm. I think he should leave West Ham, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And his name is Saeed Ben Rama, scoring really two really good goals. I mean, especially that the uh, the second one. I really I really thought the uh, the second finish of Ben Rama was again spectacular. The way he ran onto the ball again, coming late into the box and arriving it to get it perfect contact into the roof of the net. Good finish. And then um, the same thing, obviously, from Antonio, terrible goalkeeping from Tim Crew, who had an absolute howler. Likewise, for the penalty, which, he, again, he didn't even attempt to even dive or do anything. He just stood there and watched it go in, which made it 4 nothing. That was a goal scored by Lanzini in the second half, as West Ham win 4 nothing, And were bounced back from their loss in midweek against Frankfurt. Not much to add for me on this one, aside from the fact that um, although West Ham had kept a clean sheet, both keepers were very poor. It was very interesting, to say the least, to, to see their attempts at... Uh, well, I mean, on one side, once again, they, they they were saves. But on the other side, for for uh, Norwich here... All efforts went in. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what he was on, man, but he was out of it. Like, he looked like he was seeing... He had double vision. I know it's like, sunny. I know it's sunny in Norfolk in that area of, of England. I know it's the sun's very, very much. It really hits the ever field You know, it's heavily, heavily present, as you said. But yeah. still, like, he definitely is used to that. He's played for Norwich for a couple of years now. But very, honest, very bad. We know why they're getting relegated. That's all I'm going to say. They have been one of the worst teams I've watched this season, genuinely. And that's me speaking about as a Chelsea fan, and I'm seeing a lot of bad things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. If I'm saying that, it's because it's real. It's real, you know. So. Right. But uh, on to the next game, though. This game is going to be a lot more interesting to talk about, especially because it has a lot of bearing on the uh, the Tata race, which is still going on in the Premier League. And I feel like they want that to happen as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I know they probably wanted City to draw or lose this game. But City won. Manchester City, 5. Newcastle, nil. They beat Newcastle at home by the scoreline literally every single season. If you know anything about this fixture, they always beat Newcastle by more than four goals. Always. When it was 4 nothing, I said, well, they score fifth to make it tradition, to make a typical Manchester City, Newcastle. And they did. Five nothing to, to Manchester City. Two goals from Raheem Sterling. A goal from Imeric Laporte. A goal from Rodri. A really good header, by the way. Rodri's yeah, excellent. Yeah, that in header was excellent. excellent. Yeah. He has two games in a row now. He's done this where he's really got a really good grip of where to be and where to place the headers when he's in the air. In the air. And then Phil Foden. Have a little fun. Mm. With Bro, we're actually violating. Bro, we have to <laughs> actually because he's a young and it's whatever. But uh, if he was, you were the one that called him that, you're the one that called him whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, why are you putting at me, man? Oh, you said it in the last episode as well. Last whoa, time I mentioned him. chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. No, no, no. But yeah, masterclass by City once again. Is it surprising? Not at all. Um, always, always nice to watch them play. And I, you know, special shout out to, to Jack Grealish for doing his thing, you know what I mean? Yes. Doing his Doug Dizzle. Because he really out here putting in work behind the scenes, and it's nice to see him get back into form. I feel like ever since that last game, was it the last game that they played? Against Madrid and at the Bernabeu, yeah. Yeah, when he got subbed on, and then he just he just seemed like he, he's interested again. He's like, no, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm Grealish. Like, yeah, I just got signed. Let me, let me 100 sh- M's, bro. 100, 100 M's. 100 M's, you know what I'm saying? And he realizes, too, you know who's coming in next? Well, the point I want to talk about now. Yes, Erling sir. Braut Holland has officially signed for Manchester City. Yes, sir. What does that mean? The league is it's already over even without a striker, but they're getting one of the best strikers in modern football currently, an absolute machine. It's going to be done. The league is done, done, done. That's not even that's not even how 2022-2020 finished. I'm finish actually very excited to see him play in the Prem. I'm very excited. Well, it's going to be 7 nothing every game. It's so. going to be his first challenge, obviously, because uh, it's a challenge for everybody. It's going to be a challenge for him. 
Allen is a machine. Like I know, I know, I know. He's, he's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. But I know what you mean. But it's going to be the first league where it's like you can restart testing because the defenders are going to want. They're going to go after him. You know what I mean? And there's, there's some big guys. You know, not so much in, in Germany, even though they have a lot of big guys as well. But not so much. No, and they don't have any pace. In yeah. England, you have quick and yeah. technically gifted defenders. In Germany, you have that as well, but to a much lesser degree. Yeah, and Holland yeah. abused. The German league defenders no, abused them. For sure, for His sure. record in in Dortmund was ridiculous. It's like a goal every game, basically, yeah. and and then some. Yeah, bully ball, bully boy, bro. Nah, man, it's gonna be very interesting to see him uh, step foot onto the pitch. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, I mean, can City be stopped? Let's see. We will see. I mean, not next season, at least. Maybe in the future, but as long as Guardiola is there and they have yeah. the system, I don't know. So I don't see how City are stopped. Yeah. Champions League maybe come in the way. I mean, not, not, I mean, yeah, they're too recursive. City. They're never going to be a Champions League. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, uh, when we come back, we'll be looking at the fraud of the week and the goal of the week. And now for the final segment of the Stephen Talks Soccer podcast. Your favorite part, our favorite part, Nari's favorite part. I mean, he's part of our, I don't know, I said it twice. But on to yeah. the fraud of the week. Fraud watch. And this week's fraud of the week is... That's fraud! That's fraud! That's fraud! None other than Leicester City. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're saying, haven't you had Leicester being your frauds of the week already? Yes, I have. But because the, they're, they're still my frauds because they haven't learned. Leicester losing midweek against a really good Roma side, my dad. Roma have been fairly good under Mourinho recently. But Leicester City in the Premier League this year, mate. What a joke. What a joke. To go for... And you know, let's let's be honest. Leicester's starting 11 is actually fairly good. Defensively, we know they're shocking. But going forward, they have some really, really good players. I say this all the time. Lord, help me. I beg. Madison, if you're hearing this, please leave this football club. Because every time I watch them play, I say, there's one star boy on this team surrounded by a bunch of frauds. Yep. To lose against Everton, and again, I know Everton have a lot to fight for, and I'm not saying Everton have, because Everton have a lot of grit, a lot of determination. Lampard's in the best out of a, of a very mediocre group of players, let's be honest. But Leicester, man, they just, even the game against Roma, I was just thinking, bro, like, do you guys even want to play this season? Like, are you even interested in turning up for your next game? They play Chelsea, they're definitely going to beat us, because that's what Chelsea do, charity FC. Chelsea would definitely find a way to lose against this Leicester team. But overall, they have been so so appalling. They're just really, really, really bad. I know there's been injuries. I know there's been missing Vardy and such and Johnny Evans and Fafana. I get that. But when I watch Leicester, I'm like, wow, like this team has fallen off massively. Maybe they're thinking, you know what? If we can't challenge, challenge for top four and we keep getting fifth, this, let's just not get fifth. Let's not, let's not get top four or top six. Let's just focus on finishing anywhere in the Premier League that's not relegation and move on with our lives next season. That's why I'm my friends of the week. Yeah, I mean, there's no debate for me. Madison needs to get the hell out of there, bro. That's that's all I can say. That's that's really it. Like, it, 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 you you covered it. You covered it. Yeah, man. That that's it. And uh, we'll move on to the goal of the week now. And I have written here Sterling's two goals against Newcastle. And I will add that Newcastle have only conceded one goal in every game, every away game they played since being under Eddie Howe. 
barring the game against Spurs when they lost 5 nothing away from home, and now the game against um, Manchester City, which tells you defensively, Newcastle have been very good underneath Eddie Howe. They, they have had a really good way of, of keeping teams away from scoring, obviously, and finding just a way to be a lot more defensively sound. So that's why I'm saying to beat Newcastle, a team who's been very good uh, defensively, 5 nothing. I mean, the City at the end of the day, but 5 nothing is quite a convincing scoreline. And I thought the first goal from Sterling, the header from Joao Cancelo, that, I just thought the, the football to get to that point was spectacular. And Sterling is not someone you ever think about his aerial ability. He's not, he's just, yeah. he's very, very small. You know, he's not the biggest guy in the air, not the most, uh, there's not the most presence aerially, but really good header from him. And then the second goal from Sterling, the one when the game was basically over, and you were talking about Grealish doing his bits and doing yeah. damage, you know, beating and basically doing a Gareth Bale against Bartra back in the day. Right. Just skinning up Kieran Trippier, mate, his mm-hmm. England colleague, and then getting the cross in or the pass into uh, to Sterling to make it 5 nothing to City. I thought that was also a really good goal, the way it was built up. They were definitely good goals, and I wanted to say that I don't think the scoreline reflects um, Newcastle's performance. Because I don't think it, I think it was a bit closer than the scoreline would indicate. hundred percent. Um, city, city, city at home do this all. The they time. do it all the time. Well, so it's a classic city. But I want to make that clear: they didn't perform that poorly. No, no, no. And they, they gave up an account of themselves for sure. The goals from Sterling, I would agree with the second goal, but not so much the first goal because the first goal was just him throwing his head at the ball into an open net, essentially. But the build-up wasn't was incredible. Yeah, that's what I was not really Yeah, I know. Finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the most spectacular. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. way they got to him is what I thought. Yeah, and then the good. secondary goal. Yeah, once again, build-up was great. The build-up is what was really made. But the goal, and yeah. a better finish than the first one for sure. Yeah, Sterling. yeah, it was a lot more composed, um, a lot more of a. But I think goal. the goal of the week should have actually been that volley from. Um, I had that written down originally, then I erased it. Yeah, I think that would have been more. But of an the reason why I erased it is because we have too often on this podcast where we mention those volleys, and I'm like, let's switch it up and have something a bit more different. Because we spoke about Angelino strike against Rangers, for example. And yeah, I was like, but we I mean, talk about left back if it's a if goals. it's a goal last, it's a goal last, nah, and that, but, that was a goal last for the week. But I need to see something. I want to see. I want to. This is why I said about the camera goal a couple of weeks ago. You guys should listen to that. Where I was saying I like seeing that tiki taka full flow football that gets you to the goal. Sometimes the goal, the finish may not may not always be the prettiest or the the most you know, aesthetically pleasing, but the way that the goal was scored yeah. and the way that it got there, which is why I think City, for me, do play the best football I've ever seen. I really do believe that alongside the Barca back in the day. But watching the, these two goals, I just said, wow, I, I was mesmerized. Like the Bruyne's ability to find out the... It was just, wow, I was really taken aback. Fair enough. That. With, but I agree with, with, that. with that justification, I understand where you're coming from. But actually, you just touched on something briefly. Um, City and Barca, you know, them having two of the two brands of football that are the most appealing to watch i i guess you could say mm. but i i would actually i would dare to say you know could be a hot take that city's brand of football is better than that barcelona's fair enough i mean there's an argument for that i won't say that you're definitely i mean it might be not, i don't think you're definitely wrong for me because of my nostalgia and how much how much i'm attached to how attached i am to that barca team it's hard for me to pick anything different yeah because i don't think any midfield ever touches that three of xavi no 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 not the midfield but the reason why i think the deciding factor for me as to why i would say that is because Barcelona never really dominated from set pieces. They were never really that team. And City can play right. play a similar style of game and similar level that that prime Barca could do, mm. and then plus the set pieces. That's a good. Point. So that's why I, I give the edge to, to City. Since right since you mentioned it, that's only no, no, it's a I good point. That. And I just really quickly, I think that because City have a uh, a team where they don't have a Messi on it, where you can kind of expect one guy to really yeah beat carry them. yeah just really destroy teams single handedly yeah. That Barca team did have a Messi, so it's like 
City are doing what they did, or Pep's doing what he did with the City team without a star boy like that. Yeah. You could argue, and you say, Stephen, don't ever compare them. It's not comparable. But you could argue that is the Phil Foden of this Manchester City team. Not saying he's the same level, of course not. No, but in terms of role, I can see what you yes, mean. Yes, because he's yeah. that false nine where you ask him to do a bit of everything, yeah. drop into different positions, link up the play. You saw it. When he came yeah. on, he always changed the game Foden from the bench. And I know Messi wasn't a bench player, of course not. Never yeah. that. But just the impact he had on the team is similar. That's the only reason I'm saying that. Okay. But, what were you saying? Agreed, agreed. But we've now reached the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for listening, as always. This has been the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. A very, very feisty and controversial episode. Definitely one that that's I'm going to live in my mind uh, for good and for bad reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for listening, as always. Don't forget to to share, to subscribe, to let me know how you feel about the show. And uh, also make sure to check out Nari's, all the Nari socials. They'll be in the description at not Nari with the K, K N O T N A R I, especially on TikTok. That's where he's really going off. Yes, sir. You know, we have the, music, the music, the music king, you know, a new Kendrick thing just came out. You'll definitely be looking at that as well. So yes, yes, just sir. Keep your eyes yes, and ears sir. peeled because more and more content is coming. I got some new guests and stuff coming out to the podcast as well. So just be staying tuned for that because a lot of good things are happening on the SCS podcast. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled, as I said. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again on Friday as always to do even more football discussion. So. Yeah, enjoy. And I, on that note, back at it like a crack at it. Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talks Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve Talks Footy on Twitter, and at Steven Talks Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad.